I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Lloyd Matheson. Anyone else a little lost on where President Biden stands on some of the biggest issues of the day? Uh, the president may have accidentally cemented himself as the, the king of contradictions from uh, on a wide range of things, from the economy to the pandemic. Uh, and I think it's hurting the president. I think it's hurting the Democratic Party as well. Uh, and so I want to go through some of these. We, we often talk about the importance of getting the messaging right uh, with your policy uh, initiatives. Your communication strategy has to be every bit as sophisticated uh, as your policy strategy. And you have to be very careful about trying to please everybody. Because when you please everybody, you please nobody. And everybody gets confused in the process. There was a great piece on thehill.com by Merrill Matthews who took on this very subject of just having some confusion over where the president is and where he's trying to lead. And so I want to go through these. And again, whether you love President Biden and his policies or whether you just can't stand them... Uh, just listen in terms of where we are. Uh, th- these are important conversations. These are things that we have to work through as a country. And uh, let's let's go through these. And again, don't do it from the hyper-partisan talking point standpoint. Let's just talk about the issues. So here is the uh, press conference from April the 1st. President Biden asserted record job creation, record unemployment decline. Record wages gained. People are making more money. People are finding better jobs. So the president has been touting that part. And those things are all true, by the way. Those are all true. And so that's good. But then in the next breath, the president is on a message that the economy is so bad that we need to cancel all student loan debt and that we need to spend more on different relief programs so those things are in direct opposition if the economy is so good then people should be able to make their payments they should be on a path Uh, and so that becomes part of the contradiction another interesting area where the president seems to be on both sides he's he's been saying well we're we're still in a pandemic and so they're being very cautious there, and they were very slow uh, in terms of getting in alignment, the White House and the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, uh, to make sure they were on the same page in terms of mask mandates on public transportation, airlines, and so on. And so on. Uh, of course, there were some legal battles that went on with that as well. So on one hand, they're saying, well, the pandemic is still a big issue and a big threat, At the same time, the president still plans to end what we know as Title 42, a provision that allows the government to deport illegal border crossers during a public health emergency. 
So which, which is it? Are we still so deep in the pandemic that we need the government to make sure we're controlling and having those kind of mandates? Or are we past it to the point where we can no longer deport illegal uh, immigration uh, based on a health emergency? Those are conflicting messages. I, I think one of the real challenging points for the president has been one message. We've got to reduce our reliance on fossil fuels. And that's where the president, you know, continues to condemn those in the energy industry and making the assertions that we, we have to end it. We've got to end our reliance on fossil fuels. At the same time, he is calling on those very same companies to produce more both in the United States and the Middle East, that we need to ramp up production. So on one hand, the president is demonizing those organizations for not increasing production fast enough and lowering the cost of gasoline. Uh, But you flip the script, it's like, well, we're going to keep that down so that we can move away from those fossil fuels. Uh, On a similar line, uh, and again, a great piece in The Hill about this. President saying, what we need now, because of inflation, because of where we are, we want oil and gas producers to pump more. And so what we're going to do is we're going to raise their taxes. So, again, the president saying, hey, we, we we want these energy companies to produce more oil and natural gas. And to do that, we're going to make sure we impose a windfall profits tax on them, uh, which we all know that when the government subsidizes something, we get more of it. When the government taxes something, we get less of it. And so the, the messaging from the president then becomes confusing. Uh, let's hit one more. Uh, President Biden, uh, has talked about the, the rising, uh, labor, uh, and wages. And so as those wages have been going up, President Biden initially took credit for that. That's great. Then one of his advisors uh, must have mentioned that one of the reasons the wages are increasing is to try to keep up with the faster rising inflation, which we talked about with our last guest. So on one hand, if you're if you're going to take the credit that your policies are increasing wages for workers but you're not going to take blame for rising inflation. Again, it's it's more confusion rather than clarity. And there's a number of other things where, again, the, the president just doesn't seem to be on a message. And again, whether you agree with his message or whether you agree with his policy or not, I'm just going to ask you to suspend that for a minute and just look at it from a purely communication strategy standpoint. And this is part of the worry coming out of the White House. If you listen to the president's speech uh, earlier this week, uh, it was really tough to track. And I don't think the president really owned it. I don't know that he really believed what he was saying. Uh, We made the case on Tuesday that his speech sounded a lot more like President Trump than it sounded like President Biden. And that's confusing to voters as well. So I think the president's confused message is hurting the president, 
I think it's hurting Democrats in terms of the midterm elections. Uh, of course, the Republicans haven't done a whole lot to help themselves in that process other than just buy into the confusion and add to the confusion uh, with their own set of talking points that uh, seem to contradict everything else. So I think part of the great frustration, the angst that is within the American people is less about the actual policies and it's more about what we're being told about those and how they're actually impacting us. Because that's the great disconnect. The president will say one thing, but the American people are the American people are really good at the gut check. Like if something doesn't sound quite right, the American people get it. Like, yeah, it doesn't sound quite right to me. And that's what a lot of the American people are feeling today. And listening to the president over the last few days, he's uh, he's spoken four out of five days this week, over the last five days. Uh, so he's been saying a lot. And I think for most Americans, it hasn't been congruent, it hasn't been in alignment. And so there is this uneasiness about what they're hearing versus what they're living versus what they're talking about versus what their neighbors are experiencing uh, and that's another one of the real hallmarks of the American people is it's one thing to know how it is in your world. You might be okay. But the American people also have a great understanding of how is this impacting my neighbor or my colleague at work or my friend from the gym. Uh, we have a good sense of that. There's that interconnectedness that is part of our culture in America. And what the president has been saying has not been helping that feel congruent. And so you can say, well, that's the, that's the president's fault. You can say that's the president's staff's fault. You can say the inner circle's not working properly or they're not taking in new information. I think one of the things that they're lacking is somebody in the room to say, Mr. President, that's not going to fly. <laughs> or, Mr. President, the American people are not there. Uh, you, need, you can get them there, but you've got to make a case for it. And you have to make a case, one congruent message at a time. One aligned message at a time. Much more to discuss. That wraps up hour number one of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. We're going to step aside for top of the hour news. When we come back, Congress is close to approving another $40 billion aid package for Ukraine. But could a certain senator get in the way? M. Wynn from ABC is going to join us to break that down after Top of the Hour News. Stay with us. Utah's choice for 100 years. Codename Operation Desert Storm. Leap the lane under his shovel shot. And the station for breaking news, traffic, and weather together. And conversation about important stories. KSL FM Midvale. KSL Salt Lake City. Thank you for 100 years of trust from KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, 
and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.